What's going on, everybody? Thank y'all for tuning in to another episode of the Walk Ones Podcast. My name is Marcus, aka Diesel, and we are thankful and glad once again that you listen to our show on all of our streaming platforms. I'll introduce everybody to the table today. We have Kelly Chris. Popping. What's popping? We have Lady A. What's up? We got B Wheels. What's going on, everybody? And last but not least, we got Sade. <coughs> You, you, you can uh, hear oh. her spiritually. <laughs> <laughs> She's right there, y'all. You can hear. But thankful for everybody being on the show today. Um, but let's go through our quick promos right quick. Make sure you follow us on all of our streaming platforms. Once again, on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Amazon Music, uh, everything that is podcast friendly. Make sure you listen to us on there. And find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, and also on YouTube and Spreaker. Uh, if you'd like to be a guest on our show, make sure you let us know by emailing us at reasonradio803 at gmail.com or messaging us on Facebook. And also, if you want us to feature your business on our show, uh, you can also do the same thing by emailing us at reasonradio803 at gmail.com or messaging us on Facebook. Uh, we have a new music playlist out there. Cali Chris always updated. So, Chris, you want to give us a little quick rundown of that right quick? Listen, walk on this podcast playlist on Apple Pie, or excuse me, Apple Music rather. Every Friday morning, I got you covered. All the new vibes that you need. That's all you need to know. It's that simple. Awesome. So make sure you check out our music playlist by searching the walk ons playlist. Uh, we have some new shows coming out. Um, but one of them is gonna be on Clubhouse. It's called For the Record. Uh, for the record will be the unlimited, uncensored, pretty much on everything uncut whatever you want to hear we're going to talk about it so make sure you find for the record on clubhouse uh we, we talk about all of our topics and probably even more stuff just to you know see what people opinions are not just here locally but around the world so make sure you find for the record on clubhouse and then coming soon we'll have pillow talk and hit or miss so all those things will be coming very soon and we have some new shows under our network called three crimes of charm uh, new episodes is out now. Kylie, Chris, Sade, and Jessica. They are the hosts on Three Crimes of Charm. They will have their segment on our show today. And Pillow Talk Podcast. We have all of our former segments on Pillow Talk Podcast. So make sure you check us out on that. Uh, every week, we'll be updated with our archives from recent shows. But without further ado, let's get started with the Fab Five. It's time for the Fab Five. In the Fab Five, we talk about some of the top topics uh, that has happened over the week. And either they be good topics or bad topics, we're still going to discuss it. And one of those topics will be about the Georgia voting bill, or should I say the elections bill. Um, in it, a lot of stuff is um, very questionable, should I say, uh, in the law. And poses new voter identification requirements for absentee ballots and empowers state officials to take over local elections boards and limits the use of ballot drop boxes. And this one is a kicker, but well, all of it's a kicker, but this one takes a punch. It makes it a crime to oppose voters in line to get them food and water. All that was signed by Governor Kemp in Georgia, along with different types of lawmakers. And all, all everything from the beginning to the very end was 
controversy to the fullest. What's your thoughts about the new Georgia bill? Voter suppression bill. That simple. Exactly. Mm-hmm. That's a whole lot that's of that. a whole lot of gang shit, like the kids say, because that's ridiculous. <laughs> it is. Yep. And uh, um, <clears throat> go ahead. This is I mean, this is I don't know if y'all remember um one of the earlier pods we did when I was kind of frustrated about a lot of the celebrities who were um you know and kind of like the idea of voting, but they were like putting it very vaguely, like. It's not as easy sometimes as just simply going out and just voting, you know what I'm saying? Because they do stuff like this. This is how they react. And I mean, this is something that, you know, white Republicans have done historically, you know what I'm saying? When, when they've lost the election, they've come back the following time trying to, doing more work to try and suppress, you know, black and Latino vote. So, I mean, this is kind of what I was referring to before when like, I, I, I think that celebrities, instead of just trying to push the idea of vote, 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 <coughs> There needs to be more work done internally to try and dismantle these systems where we're not just depending on voting to get, you know, supremacists out and in an office, you know. But yeah. Mm. So I you want the actual work, is what you're saying. Yeah. They like to say that they're, hey, go vote. I can say I did my civic duty or whatever you want to call it. I did good in the community. No, no, no. You want them to actually do what they need to do. Yeah. That requires yes. them to actually put the work in and dismantle it instead of just saying go vote. Voting, I mean, it doesn't really, it's not really changing anything. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, we, we voted out, you know, one, I guess, evil. And we voted in like a lesser evil, but it's we see now it's not going to help anything because they're going to just come back even stronger next time. So, mm-hmm. I know there's like a federal law being um, talked about called the uh, For the People Act. And it's going to be pretty much a, a law or a bill that will pretty much override whatever laws that state officials do that can quote unquote uh oppress the vote or suppress a vote and um Stacey Abrams he's well known for her role in getting people out to vote uh, the fair fire action uh she's very vocal about what's going on in Georgia she called some stuff that happened there Jim Crow in the suit and tie so a lot of stuff not just in Georgia alone that's like 90 percent of the country is actually putting bills into place to make it harder to vote. On the other hand, you know, for not just for our, um, for people of color like us, we do gotta get out there, do the job, get rest of the vote, do what we gotta do. If they go put stuff into place to make things harder, let's just go ahead and do it, <clears throat> you know? Not saying that it's all right for, okay for them to actually put those things in place, because it does make it hard, not just for African-Americans, but for, um, Asians for illegal immigrants, uh, Hispanics, a lot of stuff. It does make it hard for them to actually get stuff done. You know? Thoughts about that? How that was your wrap up? <laughs> that's my wrap oh, up. I okay. was yeah, that sounds all right. <laughs> I take as a wrap up. <laughs> all right. Well, on to the next. Not then. much. There's not much more you can really say about it besides it's just just voter suppression. You know, this is what they do. Um, You know, it's it's not it's not surprising. You know, this is this is what they are. We know this is what they are. So yeah. Cool. Well, on to the next topic. Uh, If you have not got your COVID vaccine, you may. If you're a big Krispy Kreme fan, this is your time to get the COVID vaccine. So, Krispy Kreme has pretty much decided if you have your vaccine cards and you prove that you have got your vaccinations 
you can get you a free original glazed donut by just showing proof of your shots. And that offer is good every day for the rest of the year. So, one donut. One. Yeah. One. Oh, hell no. Have you <laughs> seen the line? Have you seen the line at Krispy Kreme? I'm not waiting in line for one one dollar and seven cent. That's hard enough for the red when the red light is on. So you wanna you're gonna trade in COVID for diabetes, which tell me. <laughs> yes, for obesity and diabetes. That's what absolutely. Like. Got it. But I mean, if you one. think about it, like you're not gonna just come in for one donut, like you're gonna get something else. So you're gonna get something for free and then they're gonna get a whole bunch more stuff. Now, you. you tell me duck donuts is doing this. I might do it for them. That maple bacon? <laughs> <laughs> I, I wait, can't wait, give wait, you wait, maple bacon. Duck's better than Krispy Kreme? Yes. Duck is way better than Krispy Kreme. Oh yeah. Knock them out of the park. They really do. Make Krispy Kreme taste like they know. <laughs> I say no. Everybody else I, is saying I, I, yes. I, I didn't. I didn't have duck donuts when I was down there. I'm not living in Columbia, so maybe I'm missing out. Now, when you get here again, yeah, yeah. Uh, Chris will remind <laughs> you to do something. I will. But uh, I, I can't be free, so I'm have to go get my uh, my free donut. I never lied to you. Um, on to the next topic. <laughs> Gorilla Glue. <clears throat> She's back in the news again. Wow. Uh, this time not for laying down her hair. Uh, she is now pregnant <clears throat> uh, with her fiance. You could have <laughs> to make a totally different joke. <laughs> like, yes, yes, yes. Make the transition. <laughs> you had a beautiful yeah, joke that you could have, like, you didn't even take advantage of. I know, I know. I didn't want to do it. But uh, Tessica Brown, she is now pregnant. She is four <laughs> years old and she's still um, dropping like a side. And she's getting pregnant. This will be her sixth child. Wait, she's 40? Um, she is 40, yes. Man. And the fiance, this would be his fourth child. So together they have 10 children together. That sounds like oh, a man. That's it what she did. That's what she did. She needed them bands. Blessings to them. Blessings to them. That sounds like a man. This sounds like John and Kate plus eight. So, but the issue is, <laughs> when I read that, it says she doesn't know how far along she is, which <clears> I, <throat> I mean, I know a lot of people don't know how far along they are, but sis. I, need I just know whatever happened, it happened when her hair was laid down. Hold on, you said 10 kids, right? <laughs> he 10, 10, kids, 10 kids total. Yes. He has four, she has five. But what you're telling me is that's where everybody's stimmies is at. All 10 of them kids got a stimmy. And then her and old buddy got one. Um, they, they've been dating since last, I think it says since last June. And I think she said her hair was laid down for three months, starting back in March. So. It could be about that time, you know. Are you Hair trying to figure out her due date for? I'm just trying to put everything together, you know. Hair didn't mess up or nothing. <laughs> it stayed, okay. it stayed in one place. What? <laughs> what? She ain't sweat her hair out. Thank the Lord. <laughs> but here's the thing, though. Speaking of hair, the sexiest bald man conversation. Oh yes. So who else transition <clears throat> like this but us, man? <laughs> what other pod give you these transitions? <laughs> Nobody. So it's going around the race of the nation, of the world, that Prince William is the hottest bald guy on the planet. Now, if you see Prince William, he is not bald completely, but balding. one person, he's balding, but one person took it very wholeheartedly and took it very hard. Uh, Dwayne The Rock Johnson said, how in the cinnamon toast F <laughs> does this happen? Larry David right. clearly has a pulse. He's demanding a recap. 
And if you know the walk, he is bald headed. Um, Shamar Moore. Yeah, he's bald headed. Vin Diesel. Floyd Mayweather was also included. John Travolta. Clothes too tight. I feel like I deserve more consideration <clears throat> than uh, Prince William. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think a lot of women that listen to this pod would agree with you, Brandon. Yeah. <laughs> yeah um, um, I feel like this is racist. I don't know. <laughs> I mean, how's this racist, Brandon? I, mean, I don't know, man. I mean, um, I'm just looking at the guy. I mean, <laughs> look at the lineage. <laughs> this is, I mean, but their research was done off of like how many people Googled bald people. And I mean, that's not like scientific research. I just, I don't know. Uh-uh, that ain't what they doing. They want America to like the, the, the royal family again. So they decided to give him some, cause ain't no way he the sexiest bald man alive. I might've would've gave the tight clothes wearing Floyd Mayweather and can't read. <laughs> and he can't read. How about it actually be someone who is bald? Because Prince William is balding, and bald and balding are two totally different things. He okay. needs to be bald, but he's just trying to hold on to that last little bit of piece of sh- he got left because he don't know what else he can hold on to. He ain't got his life to hold on to because the royal family control that. He just needs something else he can control, and that hair is about all he can control. Well, speaking of which, they need to go ahead and let his um his granddaddy go. I don't know if that man, but that man looks. Like death. Yes. And speaking, speak of, speak of granddad. Uh, yesterday was my life, my very first time ever watching The Crown. I watched one episode of The Crown, and it was quite fascinating. So, y'all want to check out The Crown? It's a great series. Good. Yeah. But yeah. also, on top of this balding um, discussion, Mike Tyson came second, Jason Statham came third, and then Pitbull came alone for. I give it to Pitbull. He he could be in the number. He a cute little funny looking little smurf looking man. <laughs> he got a whole lot of funny looking actions going on. But he 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 can get in the number. Well, this guy I know for sure is completely bald and he is not ashamed of it. So in Arkansas, uh there's this guy named Elsie Buckshot Smith. He is 91 years old. And he has been working in law enforcement for 56 years. He's turned 92 in May. And he said he will, he says he will retire in May, but had no plans to retire as of right now. But 91 years old, and he's a law enforcement officer. And in the picture, he has a Dodge Charger. He has his full uniform on. I'm just curious to know how you go to get a, a suspect if he if they start to run off. You know, he's not because well, he's, he's doing things like court bailiff and neighborhood yeah, watch. He's not doing like he's not chasing people over fences. He's not doing that stuff. He a robocop. <laughs> Ain't no way. Because <laughs> he blowing, he gone. So that's dead. <laughs> well, he look a little sharp. Look sharp. He I said he's much. retiring when the good Lord says so. So yep. he ain't retiring really, no time soon. He really need that cash. <laughs> well, that's he got taxes really coming up. Getting to be honest, that's, years, right? him, that's probably what's keeping him alive is um going to work every day. You said fifty-six years. Fifty-six years. That's a Can damn y'all see him doing anything for fifty-six years? <laughs> yeah. Nah. <laughs> well, Mm-mm. God bless him. God bless him.
All right, today on our show, we have the owner of Established Gent, and he's also a barber cut by Ty. So if you're in the Columbia, South Carolina area or anywhere around, make sure you check him out. Uh, cut by Ty, he offer, offers services and everything under the sun. But in this case right now, we're going to talk about his organization called Establishing Pitch Your Hands Together for Ty Williams. Ty Williams, how you doing, man? Great, man. How you doing, bro? I'm doing good, man. It's good to have you on our show. Glad to be on it, man. Feel blessed and honored. As <laughs> blessed and honored. <laughs> <laughs> Tell them about the viewers and the listeners or what is Establishing Yeah. Oh man, establishment. Um, it's short, you know, EST Gent is short for establishment. And I founded this, organiza- this organization back in 2015. And I'm just going to get straight to the point, man. I was actually going through a separation with my uh, former wife. And I know before I got married, I wasn't as stable as I should have been as a man going into marriage. Um, so when she left me, <laughs> I was like, man, I, I don't want to go back to that old way of living. I want to go back to being unstable or not having myself established. So I just started focusing on being an established gent. And about a year in or within that year, between 2015 and 2016, I saw personal progress in myself. Um, and I started sharing with others, man, through mentorship, just, you know, some homeboys. I'm like, hey, man, we can't do that anymore. We got to do this. Like, let's level up. So established gent is an organization that focuses on mentoring, uh, partnership in community and just a man getting back to his rightful place. Cool. So why is it needed to have mentoring to I know you mentor kids, teenagers, both yeah. male male leadership also in some yeah. cases maybe some grown men as well. So why do you think it's yeah. more is very important for that is especially in today's society. Uh, I think it's more needed than ever. Why do you think it's important to have Man, I think it's more needed now than ever because of the, the influence that this, uh, the media has, like social media, Twitter, Snapchat, Instagram, all these things, man. I mean, you can go to the far left side with the, you know, the pornography and the, you know, the negative rap videos and the half-naked women. Um, mentors, actual live hands-on mentors can guide us back to, again, that rightful place, like showing us the right way to do it and also... I believe mentoring is is a way to say, hey, I'm going to give you a bridge to cross over what I had to go through instead of, you know, you having to try to go through that mud and that murk. I'm going to build mm-hmm. a bridge for you. All you got to mm-hmm. do is be willing to walk over it. So I feel like it's vital for that, to help people not make the same mistakes that we've made. Mm-hmm. So what events do you usually have to showcase established gent? Because I know with the organization that you have, you're not trying to make it too flashy, like, hey, this is what establishing is. You just want to say, hey, we try to get you in order to make you a better person. So what events do you usually have to showcase what you do? So normally, man, um, I've done the whole how to tie a tie type of mm-hmm. events, like for male workshops. But for the past year, even during COVID last year, I started doing, like, private events for men, like uh, – cigar nights at the cigar lounge uh, we would have men's socials um uh flash mob shoots like you know doing one this coming sunday so those mm-hmm. types of events that focus more so on the man um, i've got a, a, a gentleman's brunch that i'm planning for the next couple of months 
So bringing that man back, allowing them to experience what grown men uh, do, like, you know, what gentlemen do, uh, not necessarily the thug type life or the street type life, but that more established that, you know, okay, well, you know, I'm going to spend my money in this place that's going to open me up to networking, open me up to partnerships and a better community amongst other guys that might be of the same caliber or same mindset. So those mm-hmm. are the type of events that I host through the organization establishment. All of my events, and it's you know, I've argued with a couple of females about it. They love, but all of my events cater <laughs> to the men. And then if I invite the men, the women gonna come. You know, that's that's just the women got their own stuff, they all right. The men need to yeah. make sure they get, you know, ourselves together, you know. Yeah, and I always hear women say, Ty, man, you know, there ain't enough guys. There ain't no guys. I'm like, ah, oh, they're mm-hmm. here. So yeah, the men about, oh, there's no good men out there. There you go, man. So instead of, you know, trying to prove it to them in that way, if as far as like verbally, I host mm-hmm. events for me and I let them know, like, hey, you know, you say there's no guys such and such. If you come to this spot on this night at this time, mm-hmm. you'll see. So that's that's what I do, man. Focus on the wholesome, uh, the holistic mm-hmm. side of it. Okay. Are, are there any like requirements for them to be part of this organization, or it just um, like, well, everybody? To, to be a part, I've, I've only, I got a certain team um, that mm-hmm. that I actually established in members. Um, mm-hmm. There's seven guys, including myself, but anybody can participate in the events. You know, um, they come with strict codes as far as dress dress codes, um, so you can't come in there thuggish or you know mm-hmm. cat, you know, none of that stuff but anybody is invited to the events but as far as being a member we haven't really opened up that membership portion yet i've got some plans in the next two or three years to start opening up like a membership for establishing um right now it's a community mm-hmm. nonprofit organization that i could see pretty much growing um mm-hmm. it's, a, it's a higher level for me i'll see it as a higher level of accountability for a man in the community so Okay. So cool. So how they can uh find out more information about establishment? Uh, what's the uh what's where they can find you best? So right now it's it's all over social media. I'm on uh establishment is on Facebook at establishment, um Instagram, ESTGent, Twitter, ESTGent. Um my personal pages also have that that uh ESTGent tag with it. So you may see my personal page it says ESTGent. Of course, I run them both. So ESG yeah. on all social media. Even I'm with, you I'm can't talk ESG. crazy. Yeah, can't talk crazy. Can't talk crazy. I'm, on, uh, I'm ESG on Snapchat. So ESG is out on all social media platforms. You can just type it in Google search EST GENT and we'll pull right up. There's no website or anything like that. It's just Facebook really does our promotion for us. So. Awesome. Well, like I said, you want to find out more or you want to see what establishment is all about you can find them on all the social media platforms so make sure you find them online today ty williams definitely appreciate you man hey man appreciate you brother it is now time for a new edition of we'll talk with lady a lady a take it away so as y'all know if you've been watching the last couple weeks We've been talking about toxicity, right? So toxicity in relationships. So I figured 
With everything going on this week, what better way to talk about toxicity in relationships than to talk about Mr. Derek Action Packing Jackson? So if y'all don't have a clue who Derek Jackson is, if for some reason you don't have social media or you've been living under a rock for the past couple of months or years, so he is uh, like a social media influencer, uh, whatever you want to call him, a motivational speaker. He's been giving advice to women. It started off with him giving advice to men about how to treat their women better, how to do right by women. Um, and then it transitioned into, ladies, this is what you should look out for. So um, he's got like some books out. He's got some card games, all kinds of stuff. If you have social media nine times out of 10 at some point over the last couple of years, he's come across your page or some woman has talked about him somewhere. Um, lots of women take real, legit relationship advice from him. So people like him, um, Ace Metaphor, uh, Steven, forgot his last name, but Steven. Um, so a lot of these guys, they're really popular on Instagram, Facebook, all that stuff. So recently, Mr. I'm going to keep calling him Mr. Action Pack and Jackson because that's the name he deserves right now. So recently, some women came out and uh, talked about the fact that they had an affair with him. Um he proceeds to bring his his wife onto a Facebook Live, um, and she gets roasted in the face. It, it it comes completely away from him and his actions. Um, it looks like he's holding her hostage. Um, she's got what looks like a bonnet, but it's not a bonnet. It is a knit cap, but it still looks like a bonnet um, on her head. And she's basically saying, like, I know about these women and I, it happened in the past. God has restored our relationship and he's a new person and we're good. Um, except they're not good. And, um, God might've restored their relationship. However, Mr. Jackson is still not keeping it in his pants. Um, there is a new woman who has recently seen Mr. Jackson. So, uh, I believe she said March 18th, which was about two weeks ago, um, was the last time they've been together. Um, she also described, his video she had never seen his videos before how i'm not really sure but she had never seen his videos before and she described the white arches in the background of his videos now i went back and i looked at a few of his videos and he is in fact in front of a house with some arches um which apparently is her house um this mistress apparently got pregnant by him so all of these things so this ties into our series because Sir, you are a public figure, are selling women these stories of how they should leave bum dudes. And yet, my friend, you are a bum dude. So I'm going to open it up because I feel like there's lots of things that could be said about Mr. Action, Action Pack and Jackson. But I'm going to let y'all have the floor because I have lots of thoughts, but I'm going to let y'all have it. So who wants to start? For me, right, what, what stuck out to me when I watched that video with him and his wife was um you, you you pointed out earlier but i assume she seemed like she was being held hostage or something it was just really weird like i got like really weird vibes from it and um i think what's bothered me the most like i honestly i've never seen the, the dude's videos before this week finding out that he cheated or whatever but um it was just it's weird to me how all the attention and she's being clowned for not being you know pretty enough or whatever you know what I'm saying? When I feel like he should be the one getting clowned, you know? I, I I don't know. Which is crazy because she actually is really pretty. Like, she wasn't ugly in the videos to start yeah. with, but she's really, like, she, look, she's really pretty. Like, she's got a really nice body. She's really pretty. So my wonder is, I, I think people are, like, clowning her because they're like, you, number one, so I'm not clowning her by any means because I, you know, whatever. But 
this is the first time that you have brought your wife on any videos that you've had in all of the years that you've done videos. And it looks like you pulled her just straight off of the couch watching Netflix. Like you didn't, yeah. like, that's what it looks like you did. She's beautiful, like dressed up, head to toe, like makeup, all that stuff to the nines in all of her pictures. And then you, it's like you pulled her from doing whatever she was doing in her life and looking comfortable at home. So that's what I had a problem with. He looks like a narcissist. And if you, if you, so Tasha Kay, um, she's a blogger. She did uh, in a phone interview with the, the mistress, like this new, this girl who's recently been seeing Derek. And um, I lost my train of thought, actually. I'll come back to that. <laughs> go, Chris, were you going to say something? I'm sorry. Oh, no, no, you're good. Here, here we go. All right, so let me start here. Yeah, Derek. Um, cause I'm not gonna say his last name cause I hate the way he spells it cause it's weird and I just can't get with that. Derek, um, I've been telling y'all this dude was trash from day one. They tried to kill me for this. Been saying this. Why are people following this man? Like this is a facade, but no, everybody tried to kill me for that. But now all of a sudden everybody that was trying to kill me for that for all these years, quiet. I can't get no responses from nobody. Everybody's quiet all of a sudden. <laughs> that, that, we'll come back to Derek. His wife. Okay. Two things to um as far as her being clown. Is well, three. It's not right for her to be clown per se, because she didn't do this. Secondly, you and Shade are lays on the pot today. So y'all tell me if this happened, I grant I'm not saying that y'all would come on live with him, or whatever. But if you were to work it out and come on live with him, or whatever, are you allowing yourself to come out dressed this way? Hell no. So what I'm saying not. is, did he did he pull her out here or is this she just decided she's how she's gonna come out? Because at the end of the, she still can make the decision to change this attire. And she intensified this when she came out the following day dressed like Silk the Shocker's little sister, talking about her helmet of salvation <laughs> and all the rest <laughs> of this. Fan, like you're in you're making this worse, like you're adding fuel to the fire. I'm not saying it's right or deserved, but you have to understand the nature of the internet. It's gonna happen. So and it's a me. So now so I brought so my, my train of thought came back um, with what Brandon was saying, and it actually ties into what you said, Chris. So this new this new chick um, was saying that he was very like possessive and controlling and uh, like manipulative and like almost abusive. So it kind of fits in with like Brandon saying it something just seemed off about the video and with you saying like what you just said. So I I don't I can definitely see him trying to convince her. I mean, she's an adult. She can make a decision for herself, but I definitely see him like you get up now and you come and do this live. And like, I can, I can kind of see that. You know, and, I, and honestly, um, too, one thing I thought about is um, they're, they're Christians, right? Supposedly. Right. What, what, what kind of struck out to me is in the way she was speaking about the whole, whole helmet of salvation and everything like that for me. And I don't know how y'all going to take this, but it seems <laughs> like it's, Men like that, they they tend to use Christianity as a way to manipulate women more because they're seen as like, I'm a godly man who just made a mistake, that kind of thing. Exactly. Someone did say like he knows her love language and he knows that her love language is God. Like he knows her love language is God, talking about God, her relationship with God, and he used that to, to manipulate her, which seems very likely. Yeah, and yeah. that ties into I mean, also because of church her, her, her looks and stuff. I mean, Beyonce made a whole album about, about getting cheated on. You know what I'm saying? Like Beyonce is is gorgeous. So what are y'all talking about using her looks as a way to 
to uh, shame her for being cheated on. That's, 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 have you seen these internet trolls? Have you seen the Abbeys <laughs> on some of these people? They yes. have no room to like, speak. Oh, y'all, y'all are hideous. And y'all are the main ones talking. Like, what are you talking about, dude? But your statement about Christianity, though, it all something also plays a part <clears throat> into genuine Christianity. I don't want to go too far, too deep for some people, but every church is not the same. Some churches are going to teach you one thing one way, and some are going to teach you the other ways of different things. It just depends on where you are and how you came to know certain things. So her understanding of it, his understanding of it may be warped in a sense. I don't want to offend anybody, but maybe warped slightly. It may not be the exact, I'm not saying may, based on the way they're responding, it's definitely not the way that it's supposed to be portrayed. But when you get people like this in these positions, now that makes it appear as though the entire organization is a certain way but it's not is the way to however they came up or whoever they came up under whatever is it looks bad everybody tries to be a quote unquote steve harvey you know steve harvey have all his books and all his sayings and stuff and nine times out of ten steve harvey himself is not always right when he says stuff about yeah. racism, but if you look at the differences between what Steve Harvey is saying compared to what Derek Jackson is saying, Steve Harvey been through all the stuff. He cheated. He admitted that he cheated. He, <clears throat> you know, done stuff through relationships. He said stuff through relationships. Derek Jackson made himself out to be a perfectionist in relationships. And so, you would never have known that he, like him and his wife before they got married, split because he cheated. Like. Mm-hmm. He, I mean, and maybe he said this at the very beginning when he first started, but like, you probably should leave with that. Like, I've been a cheater myself and now I'm doing all this stuff, but like, that's not how you approach it. We look at people who do like those relationship type of talks and relationship type of segments, stuff like that. He said that you've been through it before. That's like what we do now for pillow talk. We say stuff on here all the time. If we've been through stuff, said stuff, everything. So you got to at least experience it to actually discuss how to get out of it, you know? But my wonder too right now is they have a book that's coming either coming out or is already out. And it feels very much like this is a way to promote that book because in every video it's promoting the like heal together book, (laughs) which is a little disturbing in itself. So is it all a gimmick? I don't know. That's what I'm wondering. Tasha K thing. This seems very much personal in the way that she's doing this expose. Like it's over the top at times. I'm like, all right. How's it over the top? Just her response. Like, have you ever watched the interviews or listen to her? Like, she has way too much enjoyment in this for this to be what it is. Mm-hmm. Like, she has some kind of connection to it. And now it's like, okay, you it's like it's almost like he did something wrong to her. And she's, in a sense, paying him back for this and she's enjoying what's happening as it's going along. Well, he's saying he what he is saying is that he turned down or he denied or declined an interview with her. And so all of it is coming from that. I don't I I don't think it's that it's interviews get denied all the time. That can't be it. Right. It's got to be something else out of that. True. Shut you've been quiet over there. What you think? <laughs> this some bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> she did that on purpose. She came on they looking. I feel like she wanted to go viral. The only way she could have went viral is if she came up there looking a damn fool. You think so she's she a trendy? So she can I mean, be trendy. 
That's well, that's possible because I mean he she, he literally has not put her in any videos. Like this is the first right, time so, he's in, and half the people did not know he was married in the first place. Exactly. Boom. And he's been married what for a long time. Way, what other way for you to get yourself out there than to go viral? You almost got to do virtually anything stupid these days to go viral. There are kids mm -hmm. trying to go viral. So she figured if I might have come up here looking like the average black woman, they'll be like, okay. Yeah, this is probably why you cheated in the first place. Because when I see her, I said, shit, I'd cheat too if I was him. I mean, she looked like that every day. <laughs> I mean, no shade to you bonnet, knit, wearers, whatever y'all put on y'all head. <laughs> but when I see her, I said, oh, yeah, that's why he cheated. Because she looked like she... They she don't look like they connect. They don't look like they go together. In the, Man, in those videos, she look like all she do is wash dishes, fold clothes, <laughs> and wipe countertops, and wipe pee off the toilet seat. That's all <laughs> like she do. That wipe pee her. off the toilet seat. Lord, <laughs> <Because sister. laughs> if, if that was me, and my husband about to put me on a video, and I'm just about to be on the video, this is the first, and I've been waiting 40 days and 40 nights for this, I'm coming out their eyebrows filled days. I'm coming in their eyebrows filled in. Makeup slave. Freaking lace front melted so good it probably ain't gonna come off. Like, no. I ain't coming up there like that. I, I wouldn't have came like that. <laughs> I'm sick of seeing people going to the store like that. The, the way that that girl looked. Like, she like she was asking for help. Like, if you need help, blink twice. <laughs> Yo, I mean, like, she, got, like she got kidnapped and she wanted somebody to be like, her, ma'am, are you all right? Like she, just she looked like she was in the sunken place. Right. <laughs> she looked like she was in the sunken place, like the get out sunken place. She but was waiting I mean, on the waitress to ask her if she was all right at the table. It made it worse though for you to come back on for a second video to say how you were in the first video and then to talk about yourself in the third person. <clears throat> like Derek came on talking. Derek talked about himself in the third person and then they came back on for a second video to explain the first, like the actions from the first video. If you got to explain yourself, then there's a problem in itself. See, I, I don't, all that is not even necessary. Let's admit that you was wrong. Let's admit that you see that. Admit that that's, you, all I, that's all I need. I need you to admit that it's happening and I just need you to say, yes, I kicked him out for a while and now mm -hmm. he back and now we good. And that's I all. Mean, if y'all wanted to be back together, all y'all had to do was say that. I mean, we cool. It's a whole lot of toxicity going on in the world anyway. And toxic is cute these days. So it's all right. If you want to take him back, just say that. Right. We ain't need to be in your business, but now we are. And here we are. So that is your portion of Pillow Talk for today. Right, welcome to Three Crimes of Charm segment of the Walk-Ons. Myself, Sade. Listen, we got you covered. We got a couple things on the docket today we need to get to. Um, we're gonna start with the Uber East driver that is now dead. And we have two girls that have been charged with his murder. Yes, I did say murder. So a 13-year-old girl and a 15-year-old girl attempted to carjack this Uber East driver. And in the process of him trying to escape them, he hit something and died at the scene. So now they have charged both of them with the carjacking and the murder oh, of yeah. the individual. So Twitter has been ablaze with should these girls have been charged? And they are also upset with the way that CNN reported this as an accident versus a murder. Shade, how do you feel about this? First of all, I am so sick and tired of these kids doing adult activities, but still being treated like children. 
Tell him. I'm just trying to figure out what were they going to gain by carjacking his, what was that, an Audi or a Volkswagen, whatever the heck it was. But I was just trying to figure out what were they gaining by carjacking him. Secondly, I hope they didn't think he had no money because most of the Uber drivers that I know don't carry cash because most of the people are paying by card. And you can tip on the app. I'm just trying to figure out what possessed these two children to wake up and say, we about to, we about to carjack an Uber driver. Well, get in an Uber and say, we're about to carjack an Uber driver. And now y'all want to be charged as children because of your age, but your thought process was an adult. Yeah, they taste him no in this process. Ain't no kids waking up talking about, ain't no kids getting no Uber saying I'm about to rob them. So my thing is, okay, they tased him in the process, which led to the accident. Um, A, where's 13 and 15-year-old getting a taser? And B, a 13 and 15-year-old doing a carjacking is insane to me. So he was 66. He actually was an immigrant from Pakistan and got here in 2014. So he was just doing his job, minding his business. Um, But I'm echoing what you said. You can't keep charging kids as kids. I understand people say these are children. Children make mistakes. This is a felony murder at this point. You, this is not just a mistake. Like somebody is dead, so you you do have to pay the price for that. It's not that hey, you stepped out in the street in front of the car and he swerved to hit a truck. It's an accident. Cool. No, no, you attempted to carjack this man. In the process, you violently tased him, which led to the accident. So you contributed to his death directly. Okay. It's that so to, to answer your question. You can buy a taser from the flea market and they don't age check there. Mm. So they they may be flea market or heck, you can buy crap off of Amazon, they don't age check there either. But I'm just trying to figure out what were they gaining from carjacking him. I'm not too That's sure what they were getting. Like you said, ain't no cash on them. So you're really not gaining anything specific out of that. So, so I, now we have a 13-year-old and a 15-year-old sitting in a juvenile detention center crying their eyeballs out, worried about their iPhone and their social media, and not worrying about the freaking 60-some-year-old man that they murdered. Exactly. It's, it's all about the society that they grew up. Well, now, should I say, that they are listening to, seeing on TV, falling right. behind. Because what, like you said, what possessed him to wake up in broad daylight to add on to the fact and try to take a car when everybody's around them either recording them, seeing what's happening, and on a busy inset screen. But then y'all were screaming, saying, "Let him go! Let him go!" I'm trying to figure out why y'all mad that he didn't overpower a 13 and a 15 year old, but. Honestly, if this was done correctly, he would have been dead faster. Because what they my my father is a, a cab driver because he likes to drive cabs in his spare time when he ain't got crap else to do. Okay. So he says cab drivers, they always wonder why cab drivers don't wear seatbelts. When they rob you, the first thing they do is they take the seatbelt and choke you with it. If this was done correctly, he would have been dead very fast. If he had not got stuck. In the whatever he was stuck in when she pulled the car off and he was temporarily drugged for a minute, then he probably would have been dead faster. Yeah. And one of them probably could have been choking him while the other one was tasing him to death. 
But I'm just trying to figure out what were they gaining by robbing him. There was nothing that they could get. And now they're crying their eyeballs out and their mama's going to be in court talking about, please show mercy on my baby. Like, no. And it's like, no, nah, ain't nobody showing no mercy on nothing. And again, these are 13, a 13 year old and 15 year old. So decision making, you can see how we get to this point. But still, you, you can't, I can't excuse that. Like, I understand they're kids, but there's just to be accountability taken at some point here. Which leads me to my next point. Kids. Um, this is a local story. Um, that little makeshift fair at Dutch Square Mall. All them fights that happened last night and these shootings. Y'all parents gonna have to stop leaving these kids here unattended, and you know they're gonna show out. You stole my last say because I was gonna I was oh, about to go, I was gonna go in on them. But the, we can the extend Walmart, it at that point. The Walmart on Forest Drive incident, children pissing me off. If y'all don't get these freaking kids. And fine, that's why we can't have nothing. When you go out the nightclubs and stuff that say that don't have an age limit, it's always them freaking 21 to 24-year-olds starting drama. Ain't nobody meeting up at the club to fight no more. We did that when we wasn't even supposed to be at the club. Exactly. Then y'all go to the fair, which I, which honestly, I didn't expect that for a Saturday night. I, I No, I expected it for a Saturday night. Because you know what? The real fair, they fight on Saturday nights. Yeah. Every time somebody's been shot, beat up, or something, it's been a Saturday. And then you also got to remember when we used to do the stuff like this, we wouldn't, you wouldn't, wasn't nobody shooting unless it like it really had to go to a point. We used to shoot the fair one and call it a day, and then everybody move on about their day. Now you never know how this is gonna play out. Who gonna um back the hammer out at whatever point and start firing? It's like nah, we can't get down like this. But parents have to take accountability for this. Like you dropping your kids off, you know good and well that little Ray Ray or whatever his name is is known to fight everywhere he goes. So why on earth would you just drop him off with nothing but five to seven dollars and that he's going to be okay and then just, but, just leave? But why are we dropping our children off anyway? There is too much sex trafficking to be dropping kids off anywhere. I don't care if Lil Ray Ray was the most responsible, God-fearing 14-year-old on this earth with the Bible in his hand, holding it up, drinking holy juice on Sunday. These kids do not need to be getting dropped off anywhere. Because it ain't just about him. It's about the other kids, too. He could be doing just fine. But somebody else got issues. Now he in the middle of it. And places are like that are a taunting ground. That is where you, that is like where the whole mean girls, mean guy, bullying crap starts. It's already on social media. Then you got to go in public and then you got to see these same idiots that you don't want to see when you at school. Like, this is ridiculous. Somebody going to show you the video. Yo, this you right here? As like a fam. Child, I, was trying, I ain't even gonna flex. I was trying to figure out who them children was. Because I was about to call their mama like, this right here is ghetto. I'm gonna need yeah, you to get your freaking kid. So was it a lot? Was it a live video? Oh, like I got one on Amber. You got you got both of them? I got one. I saw the one. I saw the forest drive one. I didn't see the fair one. Oh, you got the girls or the guys at the fair? I got the girls. I got the guys. I'll send it to you. Um, teamwork makes a dream work. But while we talk about fights, Virginia Beach the other night, Yo. three separate shootings that sparked off of one fight. So the first one, they were close to the ocean front. Fight broke out. A bunch of dudes pulled out and started firing at each other. Cool. Eight people got shot in that. Yes. As the police responded to that, not that far away, like a street or two over, there's another incident with an officer and his girl that got shot and a guy he was trying to talk to a, a armed citizen, he ends up um, shooting and killing the armed citizen. In that same time frame, down the block, 
There's another incident where somebody ended up getting shot. We ain't got no real further details for that. So you got a total um, eight people um, shot and two dead. And one of them was the girl from the Bad Girls Club, and she was just standing. That's the crazy part. She was standing like on a, I want to say a sidewalk or wherever she was, and they started shooting, and she got hit by a stray. And then the, one of them was an officer involved shooting, and they saying it was a firearm recovered, but they're yeah. not saying how close to the body the firearm was. Exactly. But it that goes to show. She wasn't doing nothing. And what happened? She got hit. Same thing we tell you about dropping these kids off. It ain't got to be that they are doing anything. It's a wrong place, wrong time moment. Anybody can get hit. Bullets ain't got no name on them. And half of these kids can't shoot to save their lives. They already can't see their class working and you talking about shooting a gun. Exactly. Um, But now, one interesting bit of information Baltimore has changed some of their legal standing now. So going forward, Baltimore is no longer going to prosecute drug possession, prostitution, and other low-level offenses. Came out from the state's attorney, Marilyn Mosby, um, effective immediately. Um, they did a one-year experiment and not prosecuting minor offenses to decrease the spread of COVID-19. And they saw um, decreases in overall incarcerated, incarcerated population in Baltimore by 18%. Violent property crimes are down 20% and 30% respectively. So, yeah, they're going to continue on with this. So trespassing, minor traffic offenses, open container violations, and urinating and defecating in public. No, oh, about to go up. Don't worry about it. It's about to go up. Yeah. We're going to revisit this after the summer because, you know, they're about to show out the summer. Man, it's about to be a hot, hot nation summer because, man, shoot, they're already cutting up. It ain't been hot for about three days. We're going to see how long this lasts. But that's an interesting bit of information. Um. Uh, Baltimore ain't exactly the least violent city, so we're gonna see. Definitely in the top ten. Yeah, the wire was based there for a reason. Um, again, one of the greatest shows of all time. But we're gonna see. Uh, I don't know. Moral of the story: Watch your kids, watch your surroundings, get your CWP. It's that simple. And that's your three crimes charm. It's time to bring back a segment that we started off weeks ago, and we will bring it back. It's called the Coach's Corner. You hear the whistle in the background. That's a great sound. Just Coach's Corner. We're going to talk about sports-related topics. Um, you know, in this segment, we will talk about the NBA trades that has happened over the week and over the last couple of weeks, and some of the noticeable trades. Uh, you have Victor Oladipo going to the Heat. Uh, they also get Trevor Reese, by the way. Uh, Eric Gordon is going to the Nuggets. Uh, you have J.J. Reddick going to Dallas to team up with the two duos down there. Rajon Rondo is going back to L.A., but not to the Lakers. He's going to the Clippers while the Hawks gets Lou Williams. I believe he played with Atlanta before, right, Brandon? Yes. And then uh, JaVale McGee is going back to where it all started, to the Denver Nuggets. And also some other key trades that's going to help out with their uh, respective teams. Vuvicic is going to Chicago, which I believe will help them a lot. Uh, who do you think out of the, all the NBA trades, who is the big winner out of this? To me, personally, I think it's the Miami Heat. Um, but for me, it is Miami Heat and it's the Denver Nuggets. I thought the Denver Nuggets getting Aaron Gordon was huge for them. Um, they severely missed Jeremy Grant, I think, this whole season. They already didn't have a great defense last year. 
But Jerry McGrath was that one guy that he could put on the other team's best best scorer, their best perimeter player, and say, here, you guard him. Um, so losing him to Detroit was was a pretty big hit. But now they got Aaron Gordon there. Aaron Gordon is just like a – I think he'll be a little bit better in Denver than he was in Orlando because he's going to have a limited role. I think the way Orlando used him, they used him more as like a – maybe more like a, as a number two option scoring-wise behind Bucci. But that's not his. That's not his role. That's not where he's best fit at. He's best used as a a stretch four who can like play make a little bit. Who can kind of use this as a Swiss Army knife on defense. So I mm-hmm. think he's a perfect guy to be able to play beside Jokic as well. Um, that's perfect for them. I think every team in the West has gotten better. And it's funny because as the Lakers are getting worse and they're starting to slide, I think that it's time for the Lakers, the Laker fans, to kind of worry a little bit. So yeah. <clears throat> I don't think it's time to worry. The the big two are hurt now. They probably got uh, for LeBron probably like another three four years left out of him for Anthony Davis. I think he's gonna be there for probably five, maybe so. Who knows? I I could see it. I mean, <laughs> so I, mean I don't think it's no deal to worry for the Lakers. So. You you guys right now. I mean, LeBron is gonna be out for at least another three weeks. AD is gonna be out for at least another two <clears> three weeks. Right. Right now, I think y'all are the fourth seed in the West. And mm-hmm. the between the fourth and the AC is only separate uh, only separation of about four or five games, so I mean y'all are close to sliding into that that playing tournament, which y'all I don't think anybody, regardless if you have LeBron or AD, you don't want any parts of that. So I don't know. I, I think I think with, with how tough the West is already, you don't want to slide into that that eight through seven range where you have to play in the play-in. You want to try and avoid that at all costs. If if you look at comparisons to the East, of course you'd be panicking because Portland's good, Utah's good, um, this all those other teams Dallas. that can take you out, Clippers on top of that too. So when you explain it that way, I definitely understand. But at the same time, I believe when LeBron comes back, AD comes back, they'll be just fine. But is it will be time to panic because of the amount of games they got left? Of course, I would definitely say for sure that the Lakers need to have some bodies in place to make sure they can stay within the three to four place range to at least keep their dominance. So they have to be worried about doing a playing games when it comes playoff time. I don't really understand y'all signing Andre Drummond. I don't. I don't get that that signing <clears throat> at all. To me personally, I think it's a a, a bench type of uh, signing. I did say bench. Just let y'all know. I said other word, <laughs> but I think there's another person to add on to um, the six man roster. But Drum is not going to be no no type of impact player for sure. Um, but I believe the Lakers can hold their own. Now, does the schedule help them? No, because they they pretty much got a pretty decently heavy favored. But at the same time, half and a half is going to be like, okay, are they able to? Hang on as the time progress because, as you said, with the whole abbreviated season this year because of what happened last year, it doesn't really help them in their favor. But you know, of course, they got, yeah, they got the Clippers, they got the Raptors, they got uh, the Jazz, they got Celtics, they got the Mavericks, they got pretty much everybody in the, in the West. The Suns, which is the top team in the West, I believe, if not the second top team in the West. Quick so, question, yeah, yeah, definitely saying that. Quick question, AD. Mm-hmm. How many of y'all think he really plays? Because he, these injuries <clears throat> are not good. I say he got five years left. I really do think he got five years left. 
What, five see. years left in his career? Yeah. I think it's going to be another uh, Dwayne Wade situation to where he will cut it short. He got more years pop, uh, commonly to play, but yeah. physically, I think the times is getting a little bit close. Who got a baby? I think for him, uh, with him being a big man, <laughs> I think. Who got a baby? I think it's a Oh, that's story. Oh. But, oh. No. <laughs> <laughs> but, like, <laughs> I think the, the thing for him with, with being a big man, um, that does concern me because I, I think that, you know, you look historically, guys who are historically hurt all the time, <clears> who are bigs, they never really play a long time. Uh, Bill Walton, Yao Ming, mm-hmm. um, you've seen that with uh, Greg Oden, you know, like mm-hmm. guys like that, they, they just don't play very long. I mean, now the good thing for him, since I think his game is better suited being a number two guy to a, a number one guy, like a star player, he might have some more longevity in that role. But I think all that's going to depend on the Lakers and how well they build around him post LeBron. I think mm-hmm. that's going to be the key for him and how long he's going to play. If he, if they're depending on him to be the number one guy if LeBron leaves, I, I'll be worried. Um, but if he can be the number two or three guy behind, you know, another star or, or maybe two other stars, I think he can probably prolong his career that way. <clears throat> True. We shall see. Um, that's another team that is <clears throat> pretty much celebrating <laughs> there. Bless you there, Sade. Thank you. <laughs> that's another team out there that is uh, celebrating their stackness and um, level of play. And that's the Brooklyn Nets. Um, Brooklyn Nets have all kinds of time from top to bottom even on the bench itself. But there's one person in particular that believes that he should be the MVP. His name is James Harden. He just came into the team not too long ago from the Houston Rockets. Uh, he's been a major contributor to the team. At the same time, uh, he is now declaring him as not Part of the MVP conversation, but the MVP of the year. What's his no, 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 no. <laughs> That's what he's saying. Listen, you cannot be the MVP when you quit <clears throat> on your previous team. Like, I'm sorry, he was still a Houston Rocket for the first what 10, 15 games of the season, and mm-hmm. he literally we watched him quit on that team. And honestly, he's playing great basketball now, but it's not like he's not playing with another guy who's a who is also a 28. 27, 28-point-per-game 28 score with Kyrie. You know, he's playing great basketball, but I think that automatically disqualifies him when he quit on his previous team. Like, I, I've been watching the whole, like, the Harden discourse over the last few weeks. It's really become nauseating at this point because people are acting like this is the first time he's ever had a real shot to win a championship, and that's just not true at all. Like, he's, he's had multiple opportunities to win a title. He just hasn't gotten it done. Or, or at least he's flamed out in opportunities where he's had a window. So no, no, no. My 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 front runner right now would probably be James. <clears throat> um, yeah. Since LeBron and Joel Embiid is in the hurt, but no, no, he can't win MVP when you put on your team. Jokic is number one in the race for MVP. Well, James Harden won the MVP back in 2018 when he was with the Houston Rockets. Uh, LeBron James is second, followed by Joel Embiid. Um, Giannis is third, James Harden is fifth, and then Damian Lillard is the sixth one, which I believe, I believe Damian Lillard should have more respect in the standings, should I say, than uh, way more right now, because he's been a, a major impact for the Portland Blazers. They now, I just say that, man. Now, I did say some years ago, I'm pretty sure y'all remember this, I did say that Damian Lillard should be playing for another team, but he's very committed to the Portland Blazers right now. For the Trailblazers, should I say. He's never going to win a ring now. 
The loyalty uh, is honorable, but like yeah. Brandon said, he's not gonna get no ring with that. No, he's not. And I hope he does see that, but he's very committed to what he wants to do there. No matter what Portland does, if he brings in another big guy, it's not gonna happen there. But I, I really wish he'd go to another team. Yeah, I mean teams like Portland and Utah, um, Indiana, places like that, they're never gonna get a, a star, another star in the free agency. Like the best they're ever going to be, they're ever going to be able to get is a guy like CJ McCollum as the number two guy. They're going to mm-hmm. draft a, a star, and then that's going to be it. True, it's hard. Small market teams can't compete in the NBA. They can, they can win a lot of games, but championships is not going to happen. True. Um, and then last one on the top of list, uh, LeBron. Will he be considered the goat if he beats the stacked Nets team? Uh, the Lakers are <laughs> slated to play the Brooklyn Nets on April 10th, so this is way before LeBron is scheduled to be back uh, anyway from his injury. But if they were to meet in the NBA Finals, if he were to beat them in a seven-game series, will he be considered the GOAT? Me personally, uh, he's already part of the GOAT discussion regardless if he beats the Nets or not, but it's a whole team effort. I mean, you, you got a whole team of starters from respective teams all in a conference <laughs> technically on one team. So to me personally, it's not going to be done by itself. It's going to be like a whole nother Cleveland Cavaliers versus the Golden State Warriors to me, to be exact. If that mm-hmm. was that was a great series. I know. <laughs> well, I, I to me, I think LeBron's already considered to go if he does or does not beat the next team. What do you think about that? Um, I mean, well, <laughs> Okay, so I've pretty much given up on the whole GOAT conversation like years ago. Like, I think LeBron's a great player. He's he's in my top three ever. But I think that ship has sailed for him a long time ago. Um, first of all, he's got to pass Kareem all time uh, instead of Jordan. I, I feel like we, we forget about Kareem Abdul-Jabbar all the time in these conversations. But, no, I, I think for right now, at max, LeBron can probably finish number two all time. But I think that MJ just accomplished a, more in a shorter period of time. I mean, it's not it's not even just rings, but I mean, MVP awards. He's got more MVPs, more scoring titles, defensive player of the years, um, all defensive teams, like all that stuff matters as well. So it's not just with the rings. <coughs> there's, there's nothing LeBron can do at this point to pass him. And that all right, so I got a question. I have offer one report to that. Well, not one, but just, all right. What's up? So I hear you, and I don't 100% disagree with you. But my statement will be this. You said that we forget about, um, what's his face? The 10 rings. Okay. He got his 10 rings, but if you ask certain people, they view it the era that he came in as, okay, he got his 10 rings, but who was he really playing? That That's how some people view it. They view Jordan because Jordan did what? Changed the game, right? Mm-hmm. Jordan changed the game in his era. Kobe changed the game in his era. LeBron has also changed the game in his era as well. Not only from his physical makeup and how he plays the game, you said because you said it's outside of just rings on this and everything on the court as well. Off the court, the way that these teams are able to do, or these players rather, are able to do the things that they want to do is because, in a sense, LeBron James crawled so they could walk for that. If he didn't make the moves that he made and be unpopular for that period of time when he makes that move to Miami, we don't have what we see right now. Because if you remember, you obviously, yeah, I know you remember. Well, mm-hmm. you're 21? Three. Three. You should still remember. Remember, Chris Paul tried to go to the Lakers, and the league was like, nah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, 
prior to LeBron making that move, you couldn't just go where you wanted to go. The league was like, absolutely not. LeBron, like I said, it's not everything on the court. Like he changed the way that these players can play the game and control how their lives are run in a sense. True. I mean, uh, uh, okay. So the thing with LeBron and the whole player empowerment movement, right? Like he, he definitely sparked the whole movement. Honestly, for me, I, I kind of view it more as like, honestly, like as a negative more than a positive. Cause like, really? Cause I, and, 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 and let me, let me explain that. Right. Okay. I think what is, what's happening right now is power is shifting far, far more in the hands of the players than I think it needs to be. There needs to be a balance between the the front offices having power and the players, right? Because then what happens is you end up with situations where you have the, the Warriors happening and they, and they dominate the league for three years in a row or the current Brooklyn Nets or even the Lakers right now. You know what I'm saying? Like I, There needs to be more balance. And I appreciate LeBron for putting power in the players' hands, but it's kind of hurt the product at the same time when the league is so top-heavy too. True. I give you that. I also say the softness of the league has hurt as well. Like, I understand this whole, okay, let's do this, protect this. You got to have some kind of edge here. Like, these are still grown men at the end of the day. Like, are we going to play the game or are we not? Everything can't just be finesse. No, I agree agree with that hands down. I mean, right now we are currently in the worst era ever for defense right now. I mean, it's the greatest offensive era of all time, but it's the worst defensive era. Um, I think that has more so to do with the fact that right now, I mean, offense in itself is a more evolving um, thing. You know what I'm saying? Like defense, defense is hard for defense to really evolve because it's just, it's defense. It doesn't get any more complicated than that. But offenses, I mean, you got big men now who can dribble, who can pass. Like you got Jokic, who can average eight assists a game. We've never seen that before. You got guys like um, Anthony Davis who can hit, pull up three point game buzzer beaters in the playoffs. You know what I'm saying? You got guys <laughs> like um, like Luca who was six seven playing point guard. You know what I'm saying? Like, we, we've seen this in, in bunches now, and I think it's hard for defenses to kind of catch up to it because the game is evolving at such a fast rate. Um, I think it'll take some time before defense catches up to it, but it's, it's going to take some years in order for it to like gain its toughness back if that makes sense i i actually i think that's where lebron's biggest um impact on the game comes from is this this whole era of positionless basketball i think lebron pretty much started this where you have you know big six eight six nine players who can dribble who can uh pass who can run the offense like that he he sparked this whole movement here true yeah true true that's your closest corner for the week It's time now to wrap up our show with the last say. This is where everybody speaks what is on their minds. Let's start with the ladies first. Let's start with Lady A. Lady A, what's on your mind? So I just want to remind y'all to please stay off and out and from around these uh, little fair things that are popping up everywhere. (laughs) Bush River, Two Notch, all the places. We still in the middle of a pandemic. Go home. Just enjoy the drive through fair food in a couple months. And just stay away. That's all. Them fisk fries. If they got them fisk fries, I might gotta make a sacrifice. You can wait until that drive through fair food. Uh, I can't wait. I can't wait for them. I can't wait for them. Nope. You'll yourself at the house. You're not helping. I want them fries though, so I might have to make a little sacrifice. Take a bulletproof vest up in there. 
you know? No. <laughs> what if you call? You can wait <laughs> one month. One month for the fair food. God bless it. Sade. I better not see none of y'all folk out there. And them demonic little Nas X Air Max. I love me a good Air Max, but they can't get my money for them right there. Not with the human blood on them, not with the Bible scripture on the top. I, I, none of that. Don't put your churn in that sanctified folk. Tithes and offer going to go up or you're getting voted out of church. <laughs> it's, uh, it's, Nike, it's Nike on them shoes. I saw it's, it says Nike they, said they don't own it. They supposed to be Air Max 97s. That's what they say. Hmm. That's interesting right there. I did see the shoes and uh, I would say it's very... Very with the human blood on him, and then his explanation mm-hmm. is what got on my nerves. Mm-hmm. He got to do something better than that. He does. He should have made some rainbow ones. <laughs> uh, for my last say, uh, just recently I got promoted to be the official coordinator, so that's a very, very big blessing to be part of a great program in Westwood High School. Red Hawks raise up. <laughs> at the same time, at the same time, I was going through my comments on there today. And I realized that one of the people that commented on my post is actually dead. Yeah, she is dead. So I don't know who is controlling her Facebook, but um, it actually took me back about a good 10 seconds when I found out (laughs) that the person who commented, congratulations, is actually dead. So, uh, yeah, that's very (laughs) interesting. I put it inside the group chat for y'all to see. Were they but, use it? Were they were they ghost ghost accountant? Like not literally, but like I don't know. Somebody was using a, a fake account with the real person. Is this person? She's she's dead. <laughs> okay, ain't no fans of us about it. There's no. I'm alive. Just living in different state. She's dead. So I know you. <laughs> but I, at the same time, I appreciate all the love and the support. If you're alive or dead, I appreciate this. You know this. Pray for blessings as I move forward with this uh, great honor. Uh, not too many opportunities is given, especially to a African-American coach and the persons of my age. So uh, I will take this opportunity. I will make the best as I can. And on top of that, too, like Crick, for NCAA picks, go Michigan, go Big Blue. And then for the women's bracket, let's go Cyclone Game Clubs. Uh, Kyle Chris. Um. I just want to have a, a little word with um, Instagram for a second. Yeah, man, y'all got to stop canceling Boosie Page. Boosie slapped the man in the, in the convenience store, but listen, it was all part of the music video. He paid the man. Like, how y'all shut his page down again? Like, Boosie is highly entertaining. You ain't got to agree with him, but you cannot deny that he is highly, highly entertaining. And that, if you watch the slap video, that thing was hilarious. Mm-hmm. Um, my man got paid five hundred fifty-four dollars. It would have took a little more than that for me to just stand there and let you slap me, but hey, to each their own. But he did pay the man. Leave Boosie's page alone. He ain't do nothing crazy this time. He paid for the service of this person for the shoot. Mm. He ain't do nothing out the way. Let that man live. God bless him again. I wish somebody would slap me. I'll slap right back with that back hand. Okay. <laughs> Turn yeah, on I'm the taking the money and running. <laughs> Last but not least, be real. Let's go. Uh, my last say, so last, no, two days ago, I had the fish sandwich from Popeye's, and that is hands down the best fish sandwich I've ever had from a fast food restaurant. Hands down. Hmm. 
I, I tried the Arby's one last Sunday, and he messed with that guy. Yeah. Damn. I tried the Arby's. you running out. I was, I was trying to see which one had the best fish sandwich. So I might have to try it. It ain't Arby's. Well, I tried it. My mom said it was pretty good, so I'll say, you know, I, I try out. She's pretty good with her food taste, but uh, she I'll over she over sixty. She is. They think all them damn fish. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, the folks that be eating the the filet of fish at McDonald's, the double decker one with the cheese and the tartar sauce, I got questions for y'all. Like, Man, how my mama. Hey, don't be calling my mama out like that. I said don't I got questions. I said, I said I got don't questions. Don't mama Chris. See, I just said mama. I got well, questions. because that's my mama, and she's gonna listen to you. Time out. My mama thinks Harbor Inn is fine cuisine. So therefore, ooh, I cannot ooh, tell ooh, you about fish. She ooh, love that place. Oh, she love that place. The she eats Olive Garden. Garden. She thinks that that is the best place on earth. And she the, orders the same platter every time. I was like, Mom, they warmed this up in the oven. I'm just trying to figure out why you think this is okay. They didn't even drop this in grease. It's not even grease pouring out of the fish. If the grease is not pouring out of the fish when I pull it apart, I don't want it. I'm gonna take her on the food tripping with me. Like I, I got it. Like no, we can't. Mm, she thinks yeah. she thinks that crap is good. I and I, I'm just so baffled at the fact that she thinks it's good. But the worst seafood. Listen, I seen somebody oh, eat a Burger oh, King oh, fish oh, sandwich, and I'm still trying to figure out if 2021 oh. why you would purposely be going to Burger King. Ew. Why do they have fish sandwich? Them chicken fries be slapped. I, I, mm -hmm. I just saw some a sign. I can't. I'll have to think back to who it was. But today there was a sign on somebody's, and I was like, "Since when? Did, oh, it was Bojangles. Bojangles now sells. I, I passed by and was like, yeah, Bojangles. Okay. <laughs> Bojangles is now getting into the fish sandwich game. Do not try Bojangles fish sandwich. I heard I'm that. not eating that. I get them that little that government baloney that with that thick baloney. I give them that government baloney. That's about all they get about it. <laughs> Bojangles got some good breakfast though. Bojangles and Hardee's, they got some good. Excuse breakfast. me, Hardee's yeah. breakfast. Is, oh, you sleeping on Hardee's, man? Hardee's good. You sleeping yeah. on Hardee's? Hardee's biscuit is better. Hardee's biscuit is better than um, Bojangles, and I will, mm -hmm. I will take that. To, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I don't, I don't need those approval. I'm telling so, you. So y'all just don't go to Chick Fil A for breakfast? I do, but Hardee's different. It's a different okay, kind. I, of different. I go to Chick Fil A when I want to be a little bougie in the morning. Chick Fil A though. And I want to roll up in there on my coworkers like I'm late, but I still got my breakfast and I'm gonna eat it. There's nothing better than Chick Fil A and the Starbucks. There's nothing better than Chick Fil A chicken biscuits, but Chick Fil A don't do no steak biscuit. They don't do no bologna biscuit. They don't do no. They got sausage. They got bacon. They got chicken. No, 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 no. We talking about the little you. We talking about the little hood burgers, little hood breakfast. Your mama made you make when she wasn't taking your tail to no bojangles. That is what Bojangles got going on. And then they had the nerve to slightly burn their bologna and they exactly. put flips in it like they right. Like it's exactly. bologna. <laughs> they, they got said they Since when? I ain't right. never seen on the menu. I've never ever. Bojangles being had bologna. They got bologna and they got the country ham on the biscuit. The salty ham. Never seen that on the biscuit. I knew about country ham, but I've never yeah. seen bologna before ever. Mm -hmm. they, it's not. I don't think it's year. It used to not be year round. I'm not sure if it's still not year round. Now but it's it a, like one it good is. biscuit. Bojangles got when they do it. That um that pork job biscuit. Oh. No, CB, you got to order the, the bow bear biscuits and put a sausage patty in between them things. Let me tell you something here. Mm. They own the something. I'm going to try it. I'm going to try that. See, somebody put me on, tried to put me on something before, and it was like, get the regular sausage biscuit from Bojangles and then put grape jelly and mustard. I'm like, why would I put those two in the biscuit? 
I, I see what I see what they did there, but the only time you put mustard on sausage is when you eat Roger Wood. It can't go on nobody else's sausage. There's nothing else. I think Hardy's they sell like those smoked sausages, uh biscuits. Yeah, too. they only they only for smoked sausage. They ain't prepared. But if you want the best breakfast, like you're gonna have to travel to Lexington, but if you go to Roy's Grill, he smoked the bacon himself every morning out there on the smoke. He out there early with it. Go see my man Chris Williams at Roy's Grill. I'm telling you. Oh no, y'all! Another broken egg. They showed out bad. Now them people, they yeah. leave, I, them people. Jesus must have dropped them off because <laughs> they must have the hem of that garment. Because yeah. ain't no way that shrimp and grits was like that with that lobster up in there like that. Here's the thing. I know my thing. I say private property got the best shrimp and grits in the city. But, but, another broken egg. Like, they right here with it. They kind of edging out that top spot. And they ain't ain't Kiki's. They ain't stingy with they doggone gravy. You get the whole plate of gravy, you probably going to get about 13 shrimp. Mm -hmm. But at the end of the day, I need a drive-thru. I need something fast. So, keep them places in mind, though, (laughs) as you move forward with your breakfast choices. But uh, that is the end of our show. Uh, we are off next Sunday for yep. Easter. So make sure you enjoy your Easter weekend. And we will see you the week after uh, after Easter weekend. Actually, and yo, 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 real I'll quick. be on speed break. So I won't be real quick, you. real quick. When y'all enjoy your Easter, listen, I know it's a lot to ask. I know last year y'all didn't get to do it. Do not come out here in all these Steve Harvey suits this year in 50 colors. Like, I understand you get you missed a year last year for COVID. I got it. I don't need y'all to overdo it this year for that, though. I, I think no, 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 no. Cut them things off them sleeves. That's what I need y'all to do. <laughs> Put that name off the outside of that sleeve because that ain't that's it. And hey. take the price tag off the jacket. I need y'all to do that. And, and the, the sleeveless suit, it in. The sleeveless suit jacket? Don't do that. Or these, uh, these, the um, the shorts with the suit. Oh yes, oh, that's those, pin, those those black and white pinstripe shoes. Don't do that because that's straight out the thrift store. Do not do that. Yeah, you remember they used to be in New York high styles. <laughs> Get all those suits. Oh yeah. yes, and CD strands. Uh-huh. sucker, do not do that because that is the last <laughs> that everybody gonna have on that. Don't put y'all kids in them seal suckers in the navy blue tie. Don't they do gonna that. Do it. They gonna do it. <laughs> Y'all are all in them people's business. Right, <laughs> right there. Same stuff every year. Your shoes ain't got to be the same color as your suit either. Uh, I don't. You got to have yellow shoes and a yellow suit. You don't. Well, and wear your size this year because you wearing your daddy's shoes is not gonna cut it. <laughs> but enjoy your Easter weekend. Resurrection Sunday. I'll be gone for two weeks because I'm on Easter break. Um, break break and then spring break. So I'll be gone for two weeks, but the cool will be back a week after. So y'all enjoy. I love y'all, and we'll see you next time from Kylie Chris, Lady A, Sade, and B Wheels. We'll see you. Peace. We out. Yep. <laughs>